You're listening to the Today's Wills and Probate podcast, one of the leading sources of information for the wills and probate sector. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todayswillsandprobate.co.uk and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Hello and welcome to the latest Today's Wills and Probate podcast. I'm joined by Bill Wilkinson. Bill is a director of Wilkinson and Fox, and Bill is going to tell us a little bit more about who and what they are in a second. But today we're going to be talking about valuing property. And by your own admission, this is a really niche part of what you do, and it's a very niche part of Wilson Probate, but a very, very important part and often misunderstood as well. So a really worthwhile discussion today. Thank you very much indeed for joining the podcast. Fantastic. Thank you for having me, David. We'll kick off. I said that you're going to tell us a little bit about Wilkinson and Fox. Who are you and what do you do? I said it's something to do with valuing property. Help me out. So we're a uh, we're a specialist firm of chartered surveyors um, and our focus is on um, valuation for tax purposes and then subsequent sales and everything else, uh, everything else in between um, and a couple of professional services that we provide and provide along the way. Um, and those taxes tend to be based around inheritance tax, capital gains tax, um, you know, all things trust related, um, and then some quarter protection work as well. And when you did your RICS exams or when you did your training, at what point did you think to yourself, do you know what, I'm going to go and specialise in wills and probate when the whole of the rest of the property world was your oyster? Uh, I guess it. I guess it wasn't a wasn't a decision. It was something that uh, you know something that I had built up some experience in, and uh, it just a you know just sort of a niche area a niche area of work that I, I fell into rather than rather than a choice. I guess like all those uh, you know the big life the big life choices, it's uh, you end up doing it rather than choose to do it. Talk us through where you kind of fit into the wills and probate process you talked about capital gains tax and uh, an iht what point are you engaged so we're a you know we're a small cog in a in a in a in a a lot larger machine um and uh when somebody passes away and you know they need to uh, need to establish the value of that estate whether it is taxable or or not in some cases property is often the largest uh, largest asset and um, you know an accurate valuation um, is is important and that's what we that's what we provide we provide um, you know a valuation which gives a specific figure uh, not a range of figures uh, you know, and we've been working quite hard over the last couple of years to try and reduce the cost of that typical high street, uh, typical high street uh, uh, um, agents and, and, and surveyors were charging in the order of um, order of about a thousand pounds or one thousand five hundred pounds plus VAT, um, and we you know, we managed to to half that, and we're working um, you know, working really hard to try and try and reduce that cost again to make an accurate professional valuation more affordable to more people. And this is probably a daft question, but why is the accurate valuation important? You talked and we've talked 
before we started recording about the fact that estate agents often get involved in this process as an example. Why is that accurate valuation so important to the solicitor? Well, it's the um, it's doing the best for the um, the best for the estate. And if you think that, you know, if you use three agents valuations, for example, which which a lot of people do, um, and one of those uh, opinions of value is uh, out of kilter with the other two for whatever reason, um, you know, that might be people pitching for business and, you know, for inheritance tax valuations, for example, on taxable estates, if you know, an agent perhaps is pitching for business and, and values a property, um, you know, with a, with a lot of optimism, um, and you take the average of those three values, then it, it can really skew the, the, the final figure, which, um, if that's done incorrectly, it costs the estate um, costs the estate money because they uh, they end up overpaying uh, inheritance tax, and that's you know, that's really where the um, the value of getting um, a professional valuation carried out, or one of the advantages I should say, of getting a professional valuation um, carried out. Um, you know we have to go through a process um, which is governed by the RICS, our, our governing body. Um, and you know, written out in the red book, um, we go through a process of checks and balances um, to ensure that we, um, you know, we can we can back up the values that we um, we provide. So, how do you go about valuing the property? What are you looking for? What are you looking at? How is what you're doing different from, let's say, those three estate agents that have been round? The biggest the biggest difference is. We want to get an understanding of the client's position there, you know, what this is for, what is, what are we valuing? What is the purpose of this valuation? That to us is probably, it's the biggest difference and probably the most important, um, most important difference. I mean, in terms of the actual valuation, we come out, usually, we always, we always recommend an inspection. Um, we take a photographic schedule of condition to say what we've seen on what date that gets saved onto our files, um, you know, can be depended upon if there's ever an inquiry. Um, we go around, we look at the property, we chat to the, uh, usually chat to the, if it's the executors that we're meeting or um, you know, whoever, whoever is involved with the, um, you know, the running of the estate um, and, and, and gather information from them. And then we go off and carry out our, um, you know, our comparable evidence research, making adjustments to the comparable properties that we find um, in order for us to be able to put an accurate valuation on the uh, on the property in question. That, that, that tends to be the process that we go through. And really, our, um, our aim is to find the best bits of comparable evidence possible for that, um, for that property and provide it in a uh, report that is uh, straightforward, easy to read, and um, you know is designed for the purpose uh, that the uh, client intends to use it for. One of the big challenges that the housing market has seen this year are these huge price fluctuations. I think the last figure I saw was something like eighteen percent increases um, in in housing valuations. Given how long probate takes, as an example. How much are you having to upgrade or downgrade valuations in line with these fluctuating prices? I would say it's it's longer than longer than that. You know, since since COVID, 
the fluctuations have been massive and very, very area dependent and location specific and, uh, you know, and timing specific as well. Um, you know, some areas have seen huge gains. Some areas, you know, uh, right at the very start of the pandemic, you know, we saw that, um, you know, there were price, um, you know, price, prices steadied and some places fell. Um, and that is all, uh, you know, that's all accounted for in the valuations that we provide. I think another area that that becomes uh, you know, very important to um, to look at and think about is when we get involved with district valuer negotiation, because you know we then need to look at the market at that time um, and, and see what it was doing. Um, and one case one case springs to mind, which is um, we had a, a valued a property at the start of the pandemic. It sold. I think it was about nine, ten months later, something like that. Uh, it was in an area of Kent that had seen huge um, price rises over that period of time, and we successfully argued with the district valuer that there had been a twenty percent increase in in value over the uh, the nine or ten months. And um, you know, we found all the data to show it and and everything else. And that's um, you know those fluctuations. It, it, my Rather than looking at the broad brush approach to, you know, the housing market, you really have to understand what's going on in that, um, you know, in, 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 in the local area um, and, uh, you know, especially around London uh, and some of the commuter, uh, you know, commuter towns uh, and villages, we've seen huge increases in um, huge increases in values. Regulation is a hot topic in Wills and Probate, I think it's fair to say, Bill. Um, you know, you look at the will writing community uh, and the dis discussions therein. Why do you see it in your world that regulation is important when it comes to the valuation? Why is it important from the executive's point of view to have a regulated, in inverted commas, valuation? Well, it, it, it's an extra level of professionalism and an extra layer of, of, of regulation. Um, it's something that you know, executives can rely on um, because um, we've had to follow, you know, as I said earlier, we've had to follow the process, we've had to follow um, uh, you know, the uh, uh, checks and balances to ensure that we've gathered all the information that we can um, to, 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 to put a value on a property and, and sort of hang our hat on it because it's it's uh there is uh, you know there is recourse um if we if we don't if we don't do that and we don't follow the process um so whereas with estate agents you know sometimes they can think that you know they're doing uh, uh, doing the estate a favor by perhaps putting you know a lower value um on a on a property um but not understanding that you know the estate isn't taxable so you know we've seen it where and people have relied upon um, effectively unregulated valuations and um, you know, they've, they've, they've not been correct. So um, that it really, it's a, a level of professionalism is, is, is how we can add value to a, um, or one of the ways we can add value to uh, an unregulated sector. And if we pick up on a, another sort of hot topic, talking point that we cover in today's Wilson Probate, prepaid probate 
how do you achieve a property valuation in a prepaid probate scenario because of the fluctuations in the value that we've discussed previously? Well, we, we, we don't provide um, we don't provide a fixed fee scale, um, and usually with um, uh, prepaid, we haven't found a prepaid probate plan that um, accounts for and includes you know cost of valuation and uh, cost of valuation and cost of district value and negotiation and so on. Um, so really, they're usually counted, or as far as we've seen, and we're, we're certainly not experts in, in, in prepaid probate, but they are um, counted as disbursements, which are an additional additional charge. Um, you know what charge that is uh, charged at is you know, probably up for uh, up for agreement at the time. It's usually classed as a classed as a disbursement. We've been talking before we started recording about some of the challenges around your role and uh, one of them that you were explaining to me was HMRC inquiries. Um, what kind of trends are you seeing there? Do you, do you see that they're actually on the increase? I mean you know the, the revenue office is trying to uh, make money post-Covid uh, considering the, 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 the deficit that the country is in. Exactly, and, th- and this is probably the area that we find uh, most sort of private client professionals are are interested or have most interest in because um, uh, it's an area that we're seeing some change, some change in. So uh, probably in the last twelve months, we've seen a real increase in the number of um, uh, the number of inquiries or district value inquiries or HMRC inquiries um, into into values and valuations, and I. I think that's twofold. One, as you've mentioned, they're you know, trying to recoup recoup money and recoup taxes. Um, and two is the volatility in the market. Because there's been so much volatility, there's more scope for um, there's more scope for justifying higher and lower valuations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that, that, that's something that's been quite interesting to uh, to see. And what we did is we used to only work on district value negotiations where we had valued the property originally. Um, but we've opened that up now to, you know, to any district value negotiation, really. Um, so we'll get involved with cases that we haven't initially valued the property. And that's something that um, you know, with using our experience um, and all of our, uh, you know, all of our knowledge of how these processes uh, uh, take place, we're able to use that um, and, and get some fantastic results for um, fantastic results for people. I mean, we've got a 100% track record with the the, the district valuers, and, um, and and I've really had some some very happy um, very happy clients. But the bit of advice I always give um, to anybody I'm speaking to about this is. Uh, when you get or when the executors or private client professionals get a letter from uh, either HMRC querying the value or from the district valuers, that's the start of the negotiation. And that's really important to know because we've had um, you know, sometimes private individuals that have, 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 have tried to handle the negotiation themselves um, and, uh, and from the very outset have perhaps given, you know, given the wrong information or too much information or 
um, you know, not treated it as a negotiation or treated as a fact finding, and um, it, it, it can damage the position of the the estate effectively uh, in that negotiation. So my 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 my, my key bit of advice there is. Uh, as soon as you get a letter, the, the, the treated as the negotiation started. And if that's one of the biggest pitfalls to watch out for when selling probate property, what are your, I don't know, top three, top five pitfalls to watch out for when selling probate property, Bill? One of the big ones is um, is timings. The timings of when that property is marketed um the, 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 the making buyers or potential buyers potential purchasers aware that you know it's a probate property you perhaps haven't had the grant of probate yet and you're expecting it in some sort of time frame but you know that's a very rough guide i think being very open and honest about that from from day one is very important because the last thing you want to the last thing you want to do and we've seen this it's unavoidable in some cases, but where a property goes under offer, the uh, the buyers, you know, patiently waiting, and probate takes, you know, three times as long as anybody expected, and um, we've seen sales fall through because the buyers effectively lose patience, and um, then we have to go back out to market, and there's just the property just loses that bit of spark, bit of a. Uh, you know, first time hitting the market. Um, so being being open and honest with people and trying to dovetail the getting the grant of probate and being ready to, uh, you know, ready to sell the property, having the buyer all lined up and everything else. That's um, that's a big uh, that's a big one. So the timings, the timings of that are are, 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 are very important. Mm-hmm. Um, a- another one would be preparation for sale. You know, a lot of the probate property that we deal with is um, is not in not in the best condition, um, and uh, you know has old furniture in, and you know is, is isn't isn't modern looking, or you know, um, um, and uh, and preparing that property for sale uh, is very important and can make a big a big difference. Um, something that we always advise, or nearly always advise, I should say, is um, is doing a two stage clearance where the majority of the property is decluttered, uh, but the larger items of furniture actually stay in place. And we do that because you would be amazed at the number of people that um, that walk into a property or when they're viewing it online, you know, in photographs, can't tell what a room is used for if it's not got the sofa in or the bed in or and understandably, uh, yeah, understandably yeah. so. And again, when they go to view, and this is the bit that really sort of surprises me, is people can walk into a, you know, into a lounge and think it's a bedroom or whatever it might be. So, so we suggest doing that clearance in in two stages, two parts. One, a declutter, uh, make the property, you know, clean, tidy, um, you know, a, a, a sort of a blank canvas, but with bits of furniture in. And then the second second part of that clearance is, you know, pre-sale. When the the, the property is completely cleared, um, and that tends to work uh, tends to work um, work very well. So, um, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, we always like to try and consider and advise on is what works should be carried out to a property prior to uh, prior to it being put on the market. Usually, it's only garden clearance that we provide that, that we suggest uh, is done. 
and that is just to, so if somebody walks out in the garden they can see you know the full extent of the garden rather than um you know an overgrown uh, being able to get two steps outside the back door um and walking into brambles and everything else so so that's the that, that, that's another thing that's uh, you know it's property and situation dependent but we give those bits of advice uh, we you know we do clearance management uh, and property preparation all funded by ourselves and we try and make it as straightforward as possible and add it onto the add it onto the bill uh, once the property sells so um and the final thing is is dispute the avoidance of uh, or trying to avoid dispute uh, and running the sale in the most open and fairest way possible uh, is a big one um and we've done a lot of work around this you know chatting with chatting with clients getting their feedback on what it is that we can provide them um to to, to make their lives a little bit more uh, a bit more a little bit easier um and it is you know either beneficiaries or other executors or fallouts within families and you know, it's such a common um, a common scenario sadly with um with with, with probate property um that uh, that what we've done is uh, we've developed this uh, developed a certificate of best interest which is signed off by a chartered surveyor at the end of a sales process and it just outlines very clearly the process that we've been through, what we've done, the marketing strategy, the offer, the interest, uh, and then our advice, actually, which is the probably the key part of you know what 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 offer to accept or you know our our advice around the sale, um, and that is held on or can be held on you know people's files. That if any dispute ever comes up further down the line, they've got something to say. Well, this is what a chartered surveyor told us uh, to do, and that, uh, their advice around the um, around the sale. And that has been we've seen that of of, of so much interest to um, not only in in probate but also court of protection uh, court of protection properties as well. So if we've covered off pitfalls, Bill, what? don't people know or what don't executors know about probate property that they should and um, well i think the the biggest thing for us is, in that term is around valuation uh, and the valuation of the property and some of the discounts that can be applied by us so um, by us when we're valuing probate property and um, that's that's a really sort of key area and that we're seeing um, a, a lot of advisors and professionals perhaps not have um, not have knowledge about, um, which is uh, which is something that we're trying to trying to get out there and sort of beat the drum about at the moment, and that is um, the um, discounts that can be applied to property and the situations that they can be applied in for inheritance tax purposes, mm-hmm. and I think one of the big ones here is um, you know tenanted. Uh, tenanted properties, there is a 5% discount applicable for um, properties that were tenanted as at the date of death. Um, it, it, it's not applied in every situation. Um, so it is, it, there is a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of further understanding around it, but um, it is often applied. And, um, and that's because that property could not be sold with vacant possession as at the date of death. Um, it was tenanted. Uh, and those tenants had a right to be there. 
Um, and uh, and that, that 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 that's one discount that um, that people aren't that aware of, um, and it can be you know tens of thousands of pounds in a, in, in in savings in inheritance tax by uh, by applying it. Yeah. And another another big one is um, uh, and this hasn't been tested through the uh, the land tribunal, but. Um, there is uh, there is an argument, and it's an argument we've used successfully, is that um, there was a period of time where there was a rent moratorium for uh, for tenants during COVID. So effectively, a landlord could not get a tenant out of a property um, during that period of time. Now, if it's a five percent discount on a tenanted property where you could get them out, we've argued it's probably more like a ten percent discount. On a, on a tenanted property where you couldn't get them out. So during this, you know, this window, if anybody has an estate um, where the date of death is in that window and that property was tenanted, then we think there's an argument. And, and as I said, it's not been tested at the land tribunal, but, 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 but we have successfully made the argument with HMRC. We think there should be a 10% discount applied. And that again is you know, can be um, you know, many thousands of pounds in uh, in, in, in saving uh, in inheritance tax. So, so the 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 extra level of professional advice that we we provide, um, you know, it, it, it takes into or we try and take into consideration any of these uh, any of these relevant discounts. And it's um, yeah something that we're doing a, doing a lot of work on at the moment. I think it's fair to say, Bill, that uh, pun very much intended. We've really gone round the houses with the podcast today. We've talked about probate property, valuations, what we do and don't know, quite importantly, about valuations. So for me, it's 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 a real thank you for your insight on the podcast today. And thank you very much indeed for joining us. Oh, thank you very much indeed for having me, David. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. The Today's Wills and Probate podcast is available on your preferred podcast provider. It's also available on todayswillsandprobate.co.uk. Bill, thank you very much indeed for joining. Thank you very much indeed for listening and we'll see you again soon. You're listening to the Today's Wills and Probate podcast, one of the leading sources of information for the wills and probate sector. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todayswillsandprobate.co.uk and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter.